When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Getting to that point, I mean, he's he's just phenomenal to watch. And that was a great, great touchdown. Well, I mean, I'll call it catch, but 98% of it was run on Debo Samuel's part. That was that was lightning for the 49ers last night. Really got him off to a good start. No doubt about it. I mean, the catch where he had to fully extend, but then pulling it down and breaking all of those tackles, and I'm sorry, against the best corner defensive back in the National Football League, Jalen Ramsey, couldn't get him down on the ground to save a touchdown. Debo Samuel is special. Special, Carl. And you just got to get the football in his hands, whether it's as a running back, as a receiver, doesn't matter. Just get him the football and good things will happen for the Niners offense. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Want you to be a part of the Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to get to your calls here shortly. On the Rams, if their championship window is closing or already closed... And the Cowboys quarterback situation, should they continue to play Cooper Rush even when Dak is healthy? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Nick Bosa, after the game last night, was more than willing to make a bold proclamation. I think it's best in the league. Um, That's kind of our mindset every year, and, and this year we have... The personnel to do it, not not that we haven't in the past, but um, just all th- all three levels is elite players. So it's a it's a group effort. That's talking about his defense, and he's right. There are elite players at each level. He and Eric Armstead. You got Fred Warner, and then you've got the new star Talanoa Hufunga. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy. You said it. Give Chris credit because I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was locked in on Hufunga before last night. I am. I was not. Uh, and what do you know? Chris comes, says it on the air yesterday, and the guy goes out and has a pick six and three, four tackles for loss in the game. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Breaking up passes left and right, two picks. Uh, I, he's everywhere. And when you have at least one elite player on each level of your defense, you can't help but be a great, great defense. No doubt about it. But, I mean, the 49ers got several guys on that defense. I mean, Traverius Ward has been one of the highest-graded corners since 2018, Carlin, in coverage. Uh, And then you look at the linebacking core. Not only do you have Fred Warner, but you got Greenlaw. Um, You've got uh, um, Al Shear. You got him. Mm -hmm. You've got guys that can play. And then up front, you got Eric Armstead. Uh, to go along with Nick Bosa and, and some other guys in there, and, and Javon Kinlaw when he gets back. So th- they've got a glut of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and what makes them special is that they want to hit you in the mouth, and they are relentless in that regard. You, you, the 49ers might be the most physical team, Carlin, in the National Football League. They, they, they play with an elite level of physicality, and I think that is the equalizer when we start talking about January football. Because we know things change in the playoffs. We know, you know, when teams have an opportunity to put you under the microscope and the game plan is win or go home, like, it, 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 that physicality is something 
that can carry them throughout the season and into the postseason. The only question that we have is, what is that run game going to look like? What is that pass protection going to look like? They were able to get enough done yesterday, but is that sustainable? Is that a, a game script that they can replicate in order to have success with Jimmy G as their starting quarterback? I think it's a great question about the run game. I, I actually I have a good amount of faith in it, even though the O-line does not look uh, great right no. now. And the reason I have the faith in it is because if you look at the last few years with the 49ers, they have been very similar to a, a couple of other teams. Denver comes to mind where, and maybe it's Kyle Shanahan's the reason why, where if they lose a running back, the next man up seems to have a lot of success. Yeah. And that is clearly the case here with Elijah Mitchell and with Jeff Wilson. Yeah. But here's the other thing that they do. They play basketball on grass, right? Think yeah. about all of the quick screens and the smokes that they threw out to the receivers, the tight ends. Um, running backs when they split them out. Like, that's what they're going to do. Like, Kyle Juszczyk is going to be involved. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. It's going to be short throws, get the ball out of Jimmy Jean's hands quickly. He's got one of the fastest average snap-to-throw times in the National Football League, and let the receiving core do all of the heavy lifting with the offense. It's really an extension of the run game when you think about it, Carlin. Like, this is a Mike Shanahan principle. This is what Kyle learned from his dad when he spent time with them in Denver and in Washington. Like, it's get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, a little bit of West Coast offense principles, but, and let those guys have catch, uh, run-after-catch opportunities. Last year was a reason why the 49ers were the league leader in yak, yak yardage, and you got to imagine with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm, it's going to be more of the same. But the question around the 49ers is, is their defense going to be enough to carry this offense to a championship? And although they were downright dominant last night, I don't know if I'm ready to sit here and say that today. I, I I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. That defense looked damn good. And part of it is the Rams and all the problems that they have right now, too. Yeah, because Matt Stafford ain't healthy, and that offensive line is atrocious. It's a mess. Yeah. But I do think if I had to pick one right now, if you, if you made me choose, do you want the 49ers defense? Do you want the Buccaneers defense? I'm taking the 49ers. Well, and not just based on what happened the other night. Well, there are a couple of other defenses that we got to throw yes, in there, right? Because when we're looking at the best defenses in the NFL, not just in yards, but in defensive EPA, which is expected points added, the San Francisco 49ers are by far and away the best defense. They got 34.6 uh, uh, expected points added. But then you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles right there at 27.99. You've got the Bucks at 27.79. The Bills at 27.24, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars at 26.97. So there is a cluster of about a handful of defenses that are right there vying to be the best defense in the National Football League. If you were to ask me to pick one of them that can carry their team to a championship, I'm probably picking the Philadelphia Eagles. I probably am. I like the depth that the Philadelphia Eagles have up front. I like the playmakers that they have on the second and third level. And, Carlin, you know this. Cornerback play, defensive back play is at a premium in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. I don't know that out of that group of five teams, you got a better corner tandem than Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Boy, the Bradbury signing was just... That's how big it was. That's how big it was, Carlin. What a what a steal. And, and I have to say, like, just not getting too far away from it. Yeah. I know the Giants wanted to get away from it because of the salary cap, but, like, why? Why at this point this year... How right now could they have not used James Bradbury? Well, it's because they paid Adoree Jackson all that money. They paid Kenny Galladay a whole bunch of money. When you do that, you're going to lose some pieces. And Bradbury was one of the guys that was a casualty. 
It sucks. Could have made it work for this year. It sucks. Could have made it work for this year. Anyway, point being. I, I, they made it work for I, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> the Eagles are, are huge beneficiaries from that. And, Chris, like, there are, you're right, there are probably four or five elite-level defenses that we're seeing right now. Yeah. And I do believe the 49ers are right there. And, so, and Bosa, look, I, I'm not going to pat myself on the back. I will. Uh, I picked him to be defensive player of the year at the beginning of the year. He's got six sacks already. He's got six sacks. What is that year. contract going to look like? Oh, my God. That's going to be nuts. Can't is- he? That contract. Oh, my God. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We could be on the brink of history this afternoon, and if we are, you're going to hear it right here next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Aaron Judge singled in his latest at-bat for the Yankees. They are playing the Rangers down in Texas. As we speak, we are going to keep you updated as he chases 62. We're getting down to it here. Yeah. Getting a little Come bit on, tense. Judge. Come on, Judge. Are we clinching up just a bit? Uh, Big well, fellow finally showing a little bit of nerves. Well, he had some nerves getting to 61, but, I mean, now that you've tied the record, it should be a little bit easier to pass the record, don't you think? I would think, but, you know, what are we, 12 games now with a home run, without a home run? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, listen. Yeah, I mean, maybe. he started the season like that, one home run in the first 13. Maybe he's just not that great. <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> Stop yourself. If you're Luisa Rise, knowing that you have a higher batting average than Judge, and you're, si- and you're sitting out of games, like do, do you want to be the guy that stands in you the gotta, way of Judge winning the Triple Crown? That was like when Jose Reyes was going to win the batting title, lays down a bunt, gets a single out of it in the last day of the year, and then comes out of the game. Yeah. Come on. That's, that's weak sauce. That is, that is thorough. That's thorough weak, weak sauce. sauce. You know yeah. what's never weak sauce? What's that? Who's number one? Hello. Each week. Only one team can top Canty's NFL Power Rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. Who's number one is brought to you by our friends at Fidelity Investments. How are we feeling? You ready? I'm feeling pretty good. Let's get it off. All right. The Green Bay Packers. 
Now listen, I really? get I get that the Green Bay Packers are three and one, and you know Aaron Rodgers is talking about how the team needs to improve. If I had my weathers about it, Carlin, I would have only put four teams on this list. Mm. There, there are a lot of teams that could have been in that fifth spot just because I don't think we have enough information about about them to, in order to make a definitive determination on what they're going to be. But because I had to have a fifth team. I put the Green Bay Packers in that slot. I still got a lot of questions about this team. Their defense can't stop the run, and their offense at times is anemic. They needed all of overtime to beat the Bailey Zappi-led New England Patriots. I'm just sorry, Carl. It doesn't feel like they're a true title contender, but they're checking in at number five on my power rankings this week. The Baltimore Ravens. And before everybody jumps down my throat, I get that the Baltimore Ravens are 2-2, two and two, but the Ravens, have only trailed 17 seconds this season, Carlin. 17 <laughs> seconds. 17 seconds. And they're two and two. And they're two and two. And we're talking about two 17-point collapses at home. Like, when's the last time you've seen the Baltimore Ravens have back-to-back collapses at home where they have a double-digit lead in the second half? Just doesn't happen. But unfortunately, that has become the characteristic of this team and, more importantly, their defense. Although I do think the offense can help that defense by doing a better job of controlling time of possession late in games. But the Baltimore Ravens, because their defense takes the ball away a lot and because they got Lamar Jackson, who can be as good as any quarterback on any given day in the NFL, they check in at the four spot. The Buffalo Bills, the team that just beat the Baltimore Ravens, they showed me something in the second half. They battled through some adversity. They played really good football in the second half of that game. I got to give them credit. They scored on three of their final four possessions. So, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, that's a team that defensively, once they get some pieces back, they're going to be hell to pay. They're going to be a tough out for anybody. The Kansas City Chiefs, they ran through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense like a buzzsaw. It was incredible watching what that Chiefs offense was able to do. And Pat Mahomes, Carlin, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks now, he might be the most underrated quarterback in the National as Football League. As absurd as it is, it's true. He might be the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League. Like, what he did to Carlton Davis, being able to shrug him off after he comes on a corner blitz and passes the Juju Smith shoes to, to convert for a first down on third down in the first quarter, unbelievable. And then the play at the goal line, where he puts a spin move on Devin White, runs right up to the line of scrimmage. Everybody thinks he's going to try to get it into the end zone. No, nope, I'm just going to flip it to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, it's unbelievable the playmaking that Patrick Mahomes brings to the table, and then him being able to utilize the weapons that Andy Reid and Brett Veach put around him. They have a diverse skill position core. It's special. You got the Isaiah Pacheco kid from Rutgers that you talk about all the time, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, Justin Watson, Danny Fortson, uh, Sky Moore. I mean, just think about it. A lot of different body types. I didn't even mention Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Think about that. That, 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 that. It just feels like they reload with weapons. Although they're not speedsters like Tyreek Hill, they're different kinds of weapons. And that's why the Kansas City Chiefs still have that explosive element to their offense. And their defense and run game are sneaky underrated too. There can only be one team at the top. Mm. There can only be one top dog. Mm. And you know where I'm going with this. The NFL's lone undefeated team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Carlin, count them. Five turnovers they were able to create on defense against Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Five. Four fumble recoveries and a couple of them off of strip sacks. And then you're talking about the interception that they were able to get off of T-Law. So impressive to see the Eagles be able to win a lot of different ways. 
This was the first time, Carlin, that we saw them down big early in a football game in inclement weather, and they were able to battle back. I mean, you're down 14. Jalen Hurts throws a pick six early in the game, and you're wondering, is he going to get in his own head in this game? Is this going to be the time where, you know, the Cinderella turns into a pumpkin, and he went the opposite direction? Jalen Hurts shined to me. It was an impressive win by the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts showed that he wants the ball in the critical moments. His coach trusts him in those critical moments. Most importantly, his teammates trust him in those moments. And, Carlin, that's going to be big as this team moves through the season. Listen, man, they're on a short list of teams right now that I'm ready to crown as a title contender. Okay, that's fair. I only got one problem. What's that? And that's with the team that you didn't want to put in the top five. You didn't even want to have a top five. No. And that's the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I didn't want them in there. We've got a couple of other three-and-one teams. I'm not putting the Giants there, obviously. No. Okay? No. I'm not putting the Vikings there, even though they, they beat them. And uh, they're three-and-one. I'm yeah. not putting them there primarily because what I saw from the defense the other day shows me that the Vikings are not that level of team. Yeah. They let the red rifle go off. I'm a little bit surprised that you took Tampa Bay out of it, even though they got bombed the other night. That was, I, I'm I'm sure that was the whole difference for you there. But I'm a little surprised that you put the Buccaneers behind the Packers, even though the Packers are 3-1 and one at this point. I also am a little bit surprised, and, and was it only because of what's going on with Tua, that the Dolphins weren't even really considered there for the top five? I wouldn't no, put them there myself. No, no. Here's the problem with putting the Bucks in front of the Packers. Two weeks ago, the Packers beat the Bucks down in Tampa. Yeah, but by that la- er, I, rationale, I, I could say the same thing about the Vikings. Vikings yeah. beat ta- Vikings beat the Packers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I'm easily easily to dismiss that loss because it's the first game of the season with a new skill position core. And let's be frank. The Green Bay Packers don't play well in the first game of the season. We saw them get the doors blown off them last year by the New Orleans Saints. It didn't stop them from being a 13-win team. So, I mean, just the way I see it, I'm going with the Packers, but you can make an argument for the 49ers. You can make an argument for the Dallas Cowboys. You can make an argument for the Tampa Bay Bucks. All of those teams are in that conversation. I don't think the Dolphins are there just because I think they take a hit yeah. with Tua being out. Look, no I, can't even, I can't even sell that myself. I just yeah. wanted to bring it up because of where they are. Uh, and if frankly, somebody, neither of us believes in Tua anyway. Carlin, if somebody wanted to argue the Jacksonville Jaguars, I could see it. That 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 that, that fifth team. Even I the, can't do that yet, though. But here's the thing: that fifth team in the power rankings, I didn't want to have to pick a fifth team because yeah. I don't think there's one. You wanted a final that, four this that's week. A, that's a that's head and shoulders above the others. So I went with the Green Bay Packers because they have the back-to-back MVP. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, which, by the way, is where you can watch us now. Just click on the ESPN app, open it up, hit watch on the bottom of the screen. Bang, we're right there. You can watch the show live. So, you agree with Canty's power rankings? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are hitting your calls on the CC Dr. Pepper call-in line in just moments. Also with the question... Is the championship window closing or closed already on the Rams with what we have seen so far this year? And exactly what do you make of Canty's power rankings? Let's go. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your turn to react 
on the phone lines next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app. 888-SAY-ESPN, your Dr. Pepper call-in line. Do you agree with Canty's power rankings? Well, let's find out, shall we? We are going to start with our man, Luke. Lucky Luke, who is in Denver. What's up, Luke? You're on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, sir. What's up, fellas? Uh, How you doing? Fan of the show. Thank you. I, I like the uh, I like the power rankings. Uh, I'm a big blue fan. Canny, you're the man. My but, man. Uh, what, what I want to say though is the Packers are there for now. But what happens if the G-men put it on them this weekend? I know we're not going to have Danny Jones, maybe, but I hope they get Saquon behind the center again, like he was doing, and maybe <laughs> puts it on them. I don't know. I, I don't but, know if the Wildcat is going to work all game long against the Packers. I, might work better than Jake Fromm. Might work better than Jake Fromm. Or, you know. Jake from State Farm? Uh, exactly. Oh, Jake okay. Fromm, who they were working out today. Yeah. You know. They, they, could work, they could work out Jake from State Farm. I, I mean, da- our Davis Webb. Is starting. Davis Webb. Probably starting for the Giants this Davis week. Webb. Remember Davis Webb? <sighs> yeah, I remember Davis Webb. Yeah. Yeah, some people called him Eli Manning 2.0. I wasn't one of them people. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) It's bad when you get bounced from the Giants and the only opportunity you have is on the Jets practice squad. I tell you what, after what we've seen from Geno, maybe Ben McAdoo wasn't so nuts for starting Geno. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the Giants' chances this week. Yeah, not at all. Even across the pond. Doesn't matter. No. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff in Los Angeles. Jeff, how are you? You're up next on ESPN Radio. I'm doing good, fellas. How you doing this afternoon? Outstanding. That's crazy, man. I, I really don't want to touch on, on Canty's uh, power rankings, but I just want to just slide in a little bit of love for my Niners, man, because I feel like the NFC West, the talk about the Rams and how they dominate our division, I think it's about time we start talking about the Niners, man. But, well, when I it mean, comes to domination, the 49ers dominate the Rams. Dominate the Rams. They've won seven straight regular season games. The only time over the last three years – that Sean McVay has beaten Kyle Shanahan was in the NFC Championship game, and that almost didn't happen. Had Jaquerski Tart caught that pick late in the second half. But here's the thing, Carlin. I picked the 49ers to win the damn division. I picked the 49ers to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I'm bullish on the 49ers. I like the team. It's a good team. Now, I question the upside because 
you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, do we trust him to make plays when a quarterback has to ultimately in the playoffs? And the answer to that is no, I don't, which is why Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch invested three first-round draft picks in getting the, the succession plan at quarterback straightened out. So that's the only thing. Their defense is championship caliber and may be the best in the league. They've got arguably one of the best skill position cores in the league. The only questions are the quarterback and the offensive line. Listen, I, I, I do want to see them uh, have to come up with some big, big plays downfield at some point. That's not what they're going to do with Jimmy G, though. I know it's they not. They don't do that. But, Chris, you have to have it at least in your arsenal at some point. I, I, know, Carlin, I know, Carlin, 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 them not having it in their arsenal is what cost them a Super Bowl. I know. The missed throw to Emmanuel Sanders is what cost them a chip. They know that, too, but they also know that's not what Jimmy G is great at. And Kyle Shanahan is a master at keeping players out of situations where their weaknesses can be exposed. And so I, I don't anticipate seeing anything different offensively from what it's looked like the last three years with Jimmy G. No, I'm not. The only question is, has that defense improved enough for Jimmy G's play or potential, I mean, the lack of a downfield passing game to matter? That's the only thing. That's the question we're If it asking. stays healthy, I think it has. If it stays healthy. Has the defense improved enough to where the downfield passing game on offense doesn't matter? If it stays healthy, I think it has. Okay. But that's that's a big if, yeah. as we know this. And, and here's the thing. He said he didn't want to talk about my power rankings. I said it. I could have easily, easily have put the 49ers in there as my 15. Easily. Well, Reggie in Mississippi has got a question for you up next on ESPN Radio. Reg, what's up, bud? What's up, fellas? Hope y'all are having a good day. Listen to your show all the time. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So my question is, my question is, I'm assuming that the only reason the Dolphins aren't in the top five is because of the Tua injury. Because there's only one team that has beaten two of your top four. Yeah, that assumption's right. They don't have Tua. And I think Tua's a good quarterback. I think Tua's a better football player than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a capable backup. We saw a couple of years ago when Drew Brees was out for five games, Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and he was 5-0. and Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, but I do think the Dolphins get knocked down a peg without having Tua in the lineup. So that's what that's about. Quarterback is a big deal. Fair enough. But look, nobody's looking to take any credit away from the Dolphins. Just relax, everybody well, in we're South do- Florida. We're, do- we're, we're Dolphins haters, though. We've, well, already according- been pegged, we've already been pegged as Dolphins haters. But we've been tagged that way. Yeah. It's perception, and perception has become reality. Yeah. Just because I speak negatively about the Dolphins every chance I get doesn't make me a hater. <laughs> we had questions about the Miami Dolphins coming into this season, and Carlin, unfortunately, some of those same questions... We're going to have to be asking after the season. Yes, they're lingering. Yeah. How about Curtis in North Carolina next on ESPN Radio? Curtis, what's up, baby? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Now, now, Canton, now, 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 now holla at me now. I'm trying to make sense of this. I'll make this make sense for me. You got the Buffalo Bills at number three. Mm-hmm. After you said that they had an incredible second half where they shut your MVP runaway and Lamar Jackson completely down. I think That's he right. had two interceptions, one touchdown, and mm-hmm. no points in the second half. Yep. And really, we're talking about they could easily be undefeated if they get a spike down to kick a field goal. Let, let, help that make make sense for me. I'm going to get off the line. I'm going to let you talk about it. 
Okay, well, Curtis, here, here's the deal. There's one team that's undefeated in the NFL. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. And they might have the best offensive and defensive front combination in the entire league. And when you can control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and you have the skill position weapons and you have the defensive backfield that the Eagles are bringing to the party, that's why they're tabbed as the number one team. The number two team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you see what the Chiefs did to the Bucks defense on Sunday night? That Bucks defense was the defense that we were pointing to, Carlin, before we saw the Niners last night. We were saying that that Bucks defense was by far the best defense in the National Football League. It had been. Giving up, what, eight, nine points a game yeah. going into that game. Yeah. And, and they, they give up 41. And, Carlin, it could have been 50. The, the, the Chiefs took their foot off the gas, Carlin. They threw five passes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they listen. only punted once, and that came with 50 seconds left in the game. Stop it. Like, the Buffalo Bills are a good football team. I'm not going to sit here and say the Bills right now today are better than the Chiefs or the Eagles. I'm not ready to go there right now. I'm not. I think that's more than fair. Yeah. Today, we are sitting here yesterday talking about the top two teams in the league, and we understand where the Bills are. No. Right now, they're not there. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. You might think that winning seven Super Bowls is the most impressive thing that you can do as a quarterback. Mm. But really, when you can get two different coaches fired, that's more impressive. We'll explain why in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. Aaron Judge chasing history, trying to get number 62. Let's go live to the Yankees radio network. He's at bat in Texas. Is set and the pitch hit on the ground is short. Flip the second to end the inning. So it's a 6-4 force. No runs, no hits. One was quick. <laughs> He, he's swinging at the first pitch in the at-bat, Carlin. Now, you got to think, his his thought process is that that's going to be the best pitch he's going to see the entire A.B. Well, That will that, be the only reason, because he, he, he did that in the first inning. And that, watching that pitch, if that's the best one he's getting in the A.B., I mean, come on. That's, that's not a good pitch to swing at. No, I understand that, but it, it, it's clear that these pitchers don't want their name as a footnote in the history books beside Aaron Judge. They don't want to do that. They don't want to be that guy. Right now, right now, do you think the Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Tim Mesa likes the fact that he gave up 61 to Aaron Judge? No. No, but am I going to remember he's gonna Tim? Be an, he's going to be an answer to a trivia question. A very hard trivia question down the line. <laughs> Let's be clear, okay? I don't think it's that big of a deal. And if that's what you're thinking about, you don't belong in Major League Baseball. Why don't you go out there and compete? Well, Carlin, you were talking about beating the guy. Oh, Sure. Sure. If I if if it's clear that the the manager wants to win the game and doesn't want to pitch the judge, I'm drilling him. I, I'm absolutely you're a bad, plucking you're him in a, the You're such a bad guy. That's what I'm doing. You're such a bad it's guy. It's not. I don't want to pitch to him. Yeah. I want to pitch to him. Yeah. But if it comes down from above that I'm not. Yeah. Well, let's not waste any time. Let, me ask, we? You, let me ask you a question. If he doesn't get the triple crown, meaning he wouldn't win the batting title, mm-hmm. and he doesn't break the record, he's just ties the record that Roger Maris set 61 years ago. Does it take some of the shine away from the season? No. It doesn't? No, not for me. I, I'm sorry. This is a ridiculous year. No, it's, it is it's, a it's ridiculous argu- year. It's arguably and, one of the greatest offensive seasons we've ever seen. And if it wasn't, if he hadn't gotten to like 60 or put up some sort of magical number, 
then maybe it would have taken something off of it. But no, I'm not going to do that to the guy. Absolutely not. I, I think it's amazing whenever you can chase the Triple Crown and actually have an opportunity to get it. Yeah. Because I, I don't think the Triple Crown, it's one of those things in baseball that can happen. But, God, it's exceptionally difficult to do. Well, only There's only two one people, or two things only, that aren't going to happen. Only two people have gotten it since 1969. This is my point. Yeah. Only, only There are only one or two records that I honestly believe are never going to be broken. Mm. But when it comes to individual achievement, as far as what he's done this year, it takes nothing away if he doesn't win. The Does it take crown. something away if he doesn't win a championship? It's still an amazing year. It takes something away if he's bad in the postseason. We just went live to the Aaron Judge at bat. Dud. First pitch, it reminded me of the, the old family guy bit. It's worse than being a Mets fan. Opening day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't true about the Mets this year, though. No, it's not. No. No, they are going to the postseason. Although every Mets fan I talk to right now, with with maybe one exception, is just absolutely miserable about what's because going on. Because the Braves own them. Yes. Yeah. And they have. it's been a meltdown in their minds. It's been a complete meltdown. And they're saying that, and this is a 98-win team. They have the same exact it's record not, as it, the Yankees. It's, it's not crazy. a meltdown like they're not going to the postseason, for Pete's sake. I mean, geez. Guys, just keep a little bit of perspective With on what's going on. With their pitching in a short series, this Mets team is as good as anybody. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Don't forget, starting now... You can watch us live on the ESPN app by just opening it up, hitting watch on the bottom tab, and bang, you watch the show right there. I would argue that while it's amazing that Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. Been to ten of them. Been to ten. Whew. Wow. I mean, that's remarkable to begin with. But to have the chance for another quarterback to get not one, not two, potentially three coaches fired, boy, that's special. That's a special achievement, and that could only be really reserved for Carson Wentz, which happened with Doug Peterson, which could very well happen with Frank Reich, who put all of his faith into him to a to the tune of a first-round pick last year. Oh, plus, how bad was that? And also Ron Rivera. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's a BOGO for Carson Wentz this year. Uh, no, get, it's, it's get, a, get one coach fired and get the other one. Get two free because he could get three fired altogether. No, no. What do you mean? Three? Not not this season. I'm talking about this season. He could get two coaches fired. Yes. The, the, the word on the street in Indy is that Jim Ursay is getting fed up with Frank Wright and Chris Ballard and this revolving door around quarterback and things not being able to stabilize at that position and not being a consistent winner. Mm-hmm. Well, that has, I mean, th- the reason why they can't do that is because they forked over a first-round pick to the Eagles for the guy that they thought would stabilize the position long-term in Carson Wentz. Remember, they gave him a reworked contract and everything. You don't have they to thought tell me. Wentz was going to be the guy. That one's Frank on Frank. Wright had success with him in Philadelphia. Remember, he was the OC when Doug Peterson was the head coach, and they won the Super Bowl. Guess what? That didn't work out. And now... Those chickens may come home to roost for Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. They may be held accountable for that decision. I get that Matt Ryan is not working out, but they didn't know they were getting Matt Ryan this offseason before they moved on from Carson Wentz. They didn't know that. No. They just knew that Carson Wentz wasn't the guy, and they got rid of him. Look, we can talk all we want about Frank Reich getting dealt a tough hand with what happened with Andrew Luck. I get it. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was rough. That was rough. But 
you have to be able to make it work with one of three guys after that. And granted, they're all at different stages. I mean, Philip Rivers was pretty close to done. Jacoby Brissett was not the dude. No, it was never the dude. Yeah. And when it came to Wentz, he put his faith in the wrong guy. And here's the thing. The Wentz wagon wasn't bad, but at the end of the season when it mattered most, the wheels fell off. It was atrocious. Remember that clunker that he had oh. down in Jacksonville? I think he had a QBR of four in that game. And I didn't he, know that was possible. Yeah, Well, it, apparently it is if Carson Wentz is the quarterback. <laughs> and then the game against the Raiders that you had in your building, you end up coming up short there too. Like it's just... It's amazing that people keep giving Carson Wentz opportunities to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And I know Darren Orlovsky capes for him like no other. But at some point, when you've gotten Doug Peterson fired, when you potentially can get Frank Reich fired this year and Ron Rivera fired this year, you have to start looking at it and say, maybe those guys aren't the problem. Maybe the common denominator in Carson Wentz is the issue. You know, uh, side note, Dan's got a – Look to trim his roster a little bit of the guys that he's backing up. You a know, little bit. Sam Darnold. Ooh, he's still he's still rolling with Sam Darnold. Uh, he was. He's still I, I haven't heard Darnold. him because he hasn't been playing. I know Matt Stafford is his guy because they play together in Detroit. Right, and he got a ring out of that one. He That's got fine. a ring out of that one, but it's going to look ugly this year. I hope yeah. he knows that. I, I yeah, it is going to look ugly. Like, it, 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 if it, I'm it, if I'm Dan, it listen. There's loyalty in there. Eh, yeah. Might be Dan might need to get a turtle shell, <laughs> <laughs> a little turtle shell this year. Look. I can't blame Jim Ursay if he wants to move on from Frank Reich because Jim Ursay is not wrong when he looks at his, the team outside of the quarterback position and thinks they should be better. Here's my He's qu- not wrong. Here, here's my question. Do we feel like Frank Reich is more of the problem or the solution in Indy? This is Chris, I can't give you three different guys and say that you're you're the solution when you fail with all three. Well, listen, in his four full seasons there, he's been in the playoffs twice. I, I know. That's not what Jim Irsay's looking for. I get it. I get it. But you got it's a quarterback-driven league. What do you want? You, you, Matt Ryan has clearly passed it. He's not the same guy that was lighting up the scoreboard and winning. Then why did you trade for him? Like, if we can sit here and it say— It was the best of bad options. What do you mean, why did you trade for him? Who else were you going to get? Baker Mayfield? How's that working out for the Panthers? I understand this. It's, you know— they made it work. They're making it work with Brissett right now. He's been better, at least in Cleveland. He's not great. They just lost to Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. Yes, Stop yourself. Yes, I know. My point is simply, we took your guy. That was an abject nightmare. That's what it is. That that. Hard and, stop right there. And then there. I gave you another chance after that with a different guy, and we're still not making it work. Hard stop right there. We took your guy. It didn't work out. Now, whatever happens from here, if we don't get back to where I want to get back to, then that's not going to only cost you your job, but it's going to cost the GM that backed your play with the first-round well, pick. That's just the point. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't have a problem I wonder with if Jim Ron, Ursa wanting Car- to do that. Carlin, I wonder if Ron Rivera still feels like Carson Wentz gets a bad rap. Remember he said that at the beginning of the season? God. I feel like, oh, it's a little bit unfair how Carson Wentz has to wear this label of, you know, a bad quarterback, and it hasn't necessarily been ideal for him in situation. How was it not ideal for him in Philadelphia, Carlin? How was it not ideal for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia? The GM moves up twice to draft you when you show him that you can actually play after a knee injury decides to give you a massive contract extension, putting you in the top five paid quarterbacks on average annual value, and then all you went on to do was make the playoffs once after that? Mm -hmm. How was was that a bad deal in Philadelphia? How was that not fair to Carson Wentz? Oh, no, it was fair. It was fair. It was more than fair. How was the situation in Indy unfair to Carson Wentz? It wasn't. 
That's my point. Yeah. So what was Ron Rivera talking about? I don't understand it, but now, since he wanted to be the one to jump out there and say Carson Wentz has been treated unfairly, his reputation is not is not a fair one, how does he feel about it with his team being where they're at right now, in the cellar of the NFC East? His reputation is earned in the locker room. Ask teammates about Carson Wentz. It's not going to go well. Mm. I mean, there's a few guys here and there. Like, I was told in Philadelphia, his best friend was Fletcher Cox. Why? Because they went hunting. Mm. That was it. Didn't look like he was his best friend when they played a couple weeks ago. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. (laughs) It, It absolutely did not. So, the thing is, I think Carson is a guy that has always been told that he is much better than he actually is and actually been treated like he's much better than he actually is. And you are seeing now that he's not good and he is going to get three coaches fired. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.